the first thing that Satan tries to do is cut off any and all lines of communication. If anyone's in a battle against somebody else, like whether that's a spiritual battle, whether that's a literal war, the, the enemy's job is to cut off lines of communication between one side so they can't Everybody. And welcome to episode 175 of the supersetyourlife.com podcast, your weekly workout motivation to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym. That's right. We just got back from a long road trip because Colt was the groomsman of one of our first bodybuilding clients we've ever coached, Lawrence Hooper. Also Cong- known as the hero. Yep. And congrats again to you and Alicia. Their wedding date was August 12th, which is actually two days after our anniversary. And we just celebrated 10 years, a big milestone. So we thought this would be an appropriate time for a marriage episode. On the drive, we took our journals out and wrote down in no particular order, 10 things we've learned about marriage over the last 10 years. And we'd like to share them with you now. So lesson number one is we think differently (laughs) to put it simple. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, what's funny is when we first started dating, we thought we were like the same person because we... History for both Colt and I, we both grew up playing ice hockey from young ages. We both wore the same jersey numbers, both played saxophone. He has two younger brothers. I have two younger sisters, and we're all like the same ages. We're both stay at home defensemen. Yep. Both number four, both left handed. Yep. Both Christian, like all the things. Alto sax. Yeah. Same same political. And then we got married, and we were like, oh, we're just a tiny bit different. Which kind of threw us for a loop because because we were like, we have so much in common. Like, yeah. how is this possible that we're arguing like all the time? But we're complete opposites. Uh, those of you who know us personally know, like, and can probably tell the differences between us. But like, Colt is very um, kept to, well, not kept to himself, but you know, you're melancholy. So you like your space. You can definitely classify me as an introvert. Yeah. Which is weird if you're used to listening to our podcast. But when you're around people, you definitely bring yourself out of your shell, but you prefer to be at home by yourself. So, and I am sanguine choleric. I like to be in charge. That was another thing. We're both the oldest. And so we both like to be in charge. So that's been an issue. <laughs> but um, Choler- I'm choleric, I think is the technical term or type A. Or yeah. We're both choleric, but I'm natural, also sanguine. Natural leaders. Yeah. yeah, which is a great thing, but that those two that if two people are that thing, you're known to butt heads, and so but it's okay. We've learned to work around it. Um, but yeah, we're different, and that's okay. You have an incredible ability to multitask and to be able to handle and to be able to handle distractions. I have an ability to focus on one thing and one thing only without distractions, but you have the ability to eliminate those distractions so that I can actually focus on it. Which is why we make such a great team, because yeah. you can pee in the shower at the same time. I know that's pretty good. Method, asking, isn't it? <laughs> but I'm like working but, but, out hey, while hey, I. Hey, it takes a lot of concentration. I mean, that's something. <laughs> that's an accomplishment. Yes, but I, on the other hand, can work out with a child on my lap, probably whining to me about something in the middle of a set and thinking about fifty other things at the same time. <laughs> Which makes no sense. How can you? How can you do that? If the kids are around me, I can't work out. <laughs> I know it is what it is. It's called momhood. Yeah, ain't no hood like motherhood. All right, number two uh, is Jesus must be at the center of our lives, otherwise bad things happen. And prioritizing my relationship with the Lord has been 
the best thing I've ever done, I believe, for our marriage on my like, you know, that I can bring to the table because it's very evident in both of our attitudes and behaviors when we are in the word versus when we are not in the word. And uh, it just opens up gaps for the enemy to come in and destroy us, which is his ultimate goal because Satan hates marriage, which is also one of our other topics that we wrote down on here too, but it kind of segues into that. But yeah, did you have anything I want to add to that? Yeah, we'll be getting there. And actually, I think that's a good note to, that, that's, that this is a good point to address this, is that a, a marriage is the most important type of relationship because it's a picture of how Christ loves his bride, which is the church, mm -hmm. and an example of how God loves his wife, Israel. Now, if you share our beliefs, great. You're tracking with what we're talking about. If you don't, I 100% respect what your beliefs are. We just feel like it would be inauthentic yeah. to, to, to share what this journey has looked like for us if we're not really speaking from the heart. And if we're speaking from the heart, then uh, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, that's what you're going to hear. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this, this is our playbook. The, 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 the Bible is our playbook. It's what we, it's what we use to make our decisions every single day on how we live our lives. And the most important of that is our marriage, because that's where everything starts within the house. Yeah. Yep. What is number three? Number three is the only way we can heal emotionally learning from our mistakes is with liberal, with a liberal dose of grace and forgiveness. And I just thoroughly remember back to when we were newly married and we would hold grudges with each other for so long. They would last forever. Yeah. And we listened to a talk from somebody and I remember them saying that it was a husband and a wife talking and the the most impactful thing they've ever done is try to always be the first person to apologize and to forgive. And I feel like I've always been pretty good at forgiveness, but I don't know. It just is one of those things that had, I think it just had to do with being young and stubborn and immature. And it just, over time, we just had to realize that we, we need to have grace with each other. We're imperfect humans and that goes for any relationship. Um, but most importantly, a marriage relationship and, um, you, I think the biggest thing, you, the best thing you can do is always just trying to be the first person to apologize, forgive and give grace for growth. Absolutely. Grace and forgiveness is everything. And what, what example do we have to follow grace and forgiveness? How like about the guy who died on the cross for us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about any page of the Bible? Yeah. Um, Ephesians chapter four, verses one through three says, I, therefore the prisoner in the Lord urge you to walk worthy of the calling you have received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, accepting one another in love, diligently keeping the unity of the spirit with the peace that binds us. All five of those points are key to a thriving community of believers and the same applies perhaps even more directly to the intimate relationship that we have here on earth, which is marriage. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Number four is laugh often at ridiculous situations, our own failures and our own faults and imperfections. Mm -hmm. And Colt and I both are pretty goofy people. I mean, I think you're more goofy than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Colt, if you guys don't know, he used to do stand up comedy. And so he always likes to throw in his little bits here and there, but he's always just been really comical to me and someone who's always been able to make me laugh. And I think that's such an important thing, especially when you guys are going through tough or when people go through tough times and like when we've gone through tough times, 
is looking at things that we can laugh at and, and make light of because that's kind of like the only way you can really get through life sometimes. <laughs> exactly. For example, I make sure that I always get the last two words in every single one of our arguments, right? Yes. Yes, dear. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I'm just kidding. Uh, but actually on that note, Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage oh. by Mark Gungor. Yeah, that's good. Cannot recommend that enough. Yeah. That is one of the best things we've ever done for our marriage is watch that movie because he explained point one, which is how you think differently. The difference between a lady's brain and a man's brain is night and day different. And boxes and you men are boxes and women are what? And men and women. I, I think he describes it as a web. Yeah. Women have like a web. Yeah. Right. Which is which is probably why you're so good at multitasking. I yeah. don't know. I'm not a. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not a scientist. Oh, yeah. And the rule of the boxes is the boxes do not touch. Yeah. None of the boxes can touch each other. If we're, if I'm in the work box, the family box is next to the work box and it's not very far to get there, but they definitely don't touch. Yeah. There's the work box. There's the family box. There's the marriage box. There's the working out box. There's the going for a run box. There's the Bible box. Basically, the, time, basically time slots. The Bible is the foundation that holds everything together, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've had to learn the hard way to not try to get you from one box to another like that. <laughs> right. But if it's like, but if it's like the marriage box, what's, what's the, what's my number one, what's my number one rule? My number one response anytime you want to talk about anything. Hey, babe, I would love to talk, but I'm doing this right now. And giving the choice, I would way rather talk to you, but I'll be able to give you my full attention at this time of the day. Is that going to work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what working for yourself looks like, everybody. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. Number five is to remind ourselves to be aware and spiritually guarded against the enemy, a.k.a. Satan's tactics. And so for us, and I think for any, and I know for every mar any marriage and any relationship in general, the number one thing, the first thing that... Satan tries to do is cut off any and all lines of communication. That's what any, if anybody, if anyone's in a battle against somebody else, like whether that's a spiritual battle, whether that's a literal war, the, the enemy's job is to cut off lines of communication between one side so they can't communicate. Hey, did he try to do that to us like an hour ago, babe? Yep. Yeah. We had a huge argument today. Mm -hmm. I mean, like literally an hour ago to the point to where it's like, how are we going to talk about a marriage podcast? And we just got in this argument. Yeah. And that's what, that's what Satan likes to do. The, um, the, the most offensive thing to the enemy is a happy marriage Yeah. is a joyful marriage. Why? Because Satan's prideful. What, what, what did he want to do from the very, very beginning? He wanted to be like God. What did God do? He created man in his image and our marriage is a reflection of his life of of his love for the church yeah and if that's true which we believe that it is that would make satan very very jealous and so he stops at nothing to try to stop our agenda of continuing to make our marriage better he's a jealous mistress absolutely yeah um ephesians chapter six is the uh is on the signature of my email for a very very big reason um Ephesians chapter six is spiritual armor. And so this is how we guard ourselves against 
um, against against the enemy and his tactics. All right, this is chapter six, verse number ten through seventeen. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by His vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. This is why you must take up the full armor of God, so that you must, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and having prepared everything, to take your stand. Stand therefore with a, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like an armor around your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take the shield of faith, and with it you will be able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. And then going off of that, actually, my devotional a couple months ago for my coaching Bible was. I advise my athletes to wear their helmets at all times because the enemy, our opponent, may attack at any time. Similarly, on a spiritual level, we must wear the helmet of salvation in order to withstand the attacks of the enemy. No one would play football without wearing a helmet, and the risk of injury is much too great. The same principles apply to the game of life. Yep. All right. Number six is praise God through tribulations such as miscarriages and other life challenges. So we've been pretty open about our journey with having our kids. And we have actually had two miscarriages, one before James and one right before Everly. So between the two. Mm -hmm. And I think those are some of the darkest times of my life. <laughs> and I mean, as it would be for any parent. Um, it's just one of those things that nobody really talks about. Like you don't, you don't know how many people have had a miscarriage until you've had one yourself. And yeah. then you talk to other people that have. And then when you, and, and then when you tell anybody, it's like, oh my gosh, I've had it. Oh my gosh, I've had it. I'm like, yeah. wow. But it doesn't make it any easier. A losing a child is losing a child. And one thing that I've always had to remind myself of um, is the first thing that those babies saw when they opened their eyes was the face of Jesus. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and it's a beautiful thing, but it's, it's a hard thing to go through because you just want to blame everything and you don't understand why. And I, I mean, let, let's just be real. You want to blame God. That's what yeah. you want. That, that's, that's what you want to do. Yeah. And that was a struggle for us. Wasn't it? Babe? Yeah, it was. And I'm partially thankful that, you know, or I am very much thankful that those babies don't have to experience the pain that goes on in this world, but, um, looking forward to the day that we get to meet them for sure. So anyways, praising God though, through those tribulations, um, I think I've, I, that, the only thing you can cling to in those hard times is your faith. A couple episodes ago, we interviewed Benny Mobley. IPE pro and he's and one of his favorite verses is uh job 121 the, the whole book of job wow yeah if you're going through a tough time <laughs> read the book of job if you yeah. if you can still say the lord gives and the lord takes away praise the name of the lord that's the point of the entire book and that and that's what and that's what makes us realize how powerful god is yeah and how generous god is you have to, you have to, you have to stick with it all the way until the very end. Yeah. And also too, we wouldn't have our two incredible babies that we have Earthside mm -hmm. had we not gone through those. And I wouldn't change that for anything. I don't, I, I don't think that we would 
love them to the degree that we do right now had we not experienced that. Yeah, I have to be careful how I how, how I word that, but it gives us a deeper appreciation for the relationships that we do have and how fragile the pregnancy journey and bringing in a child into this world really is. Let alone how fragile it is once they're here. <laughs> so, yeah, and we're not and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed. We're we're not guaranteed any time. That's why the that's why the Bible says that today is the day of salvation because. I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Jesus could come back tomorrow. What's what's going to happen? You could get then? hit by a bus. You don't leave the house. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's true. I don't leave the house. Very, I could I could get hit by a cow. No, I no, I no, I could get hit by Craig freaking with his uh, with with his giant. How how much do you think that trailer weighs? That thing is huge. It's like know. it's like a semi truck, and every time this guy goes by our house, it is uh, nothing so, nothing but giant. To give males. you per yeah, a little bit of an imagery here, we our house is on ninety acres. We're currently renting until we find a property that we want to purchase. Um, Might be this one though. <laughs> it was. It, it probably will be this Hope one. Hope our landlord isn't listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he keeps all of his cattle, and he has a grain field and all this. So he's coming by every day, feeding cattle, putting all of his hay away, and everything. And he, I mean, he drives slowly because we have kids. But I mean, he pulls a massive trailer with a huge F three fifty full of hay almost every day, or a stock trailer. Like so, yeah, you probably could get hit by him. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Um, okay, number seven is it is not worth it ever to let any time go by, no matter how brief or productive, with unresolved emotional or relational issues within the home. Um, it just affects everything. Yeah, no, no matter how brief, no matter how productive. Especially the older our kids get, you know that they sense when there's something going on between us. Exactly. And it's not worth whatever trauma it could cause them, you know? And if you don't nip those little issues in, in, in the bud, like they never seem like that big of a deal, right? But it's, they it's, add it's, up. Yeah, it's like you'll say something that kind of irritates me. And then like an hour, and I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's not a big deal. I'll burst it off. And then an hour later, I say something that irritates you. Two hours after that, you say something that irritates me. This goes on the entire day. And then by the end of the day, we blow up about something that's like Pretty, nothing because yeah. it's just this last straw that breaks the camel's back. And then we got, and then we got it. And then we got to pray and forgive each other. And like, yeah, you know, one thing I'm really proud of that we've really been able to get a handle on is our communication. Um, we communicate literally about everything all throughout the day, you know, so I'm thankful for that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Number eight is we both change over time and we both have changed and that's okay. Same thing as us being different. We are not the same people we were when we got married. Uh, we got married at 20 and 21. So we've, we've for sure grown up together. We've matured. And remember that rumor that we got pregnant. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Everybody's like, Oh, that's why they're getting married so young. And I'm like, no, we just don't want to race any time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm so thankful for it because here we are at 30 and 31 celebrating 10 years of marriage and people are like blown away at that. So, um, we've just grown. I just, I just saw, I just saw this lady right here and I was like, you know what? Nobody is ever going to top that. Uh, I'm putting a ring on it before anyone else. <laughs> and I think the cool thing about us being able to just grow up together and, and change within our relationship is that we both give each other a safe place to do that. We give each other grace. Here's that grace word again. Um, and forgiveness, because again, we're imperfect humans. We make mistakes, but, um, I wouldn't have wanted to grow up alongside anybody else. Number nine is root your family in a church. That is 
this is our recommendation. So <laughs> take this for what it's worth and definitely actually read Acts 1711 before you implement anything of what I'm saying right now, which, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is a disclaimer. Uh, what that what that means is to search the scripture for yourselves and find if these things are true. Um, so our recommendations is to find a church that is Bible based that uses expository teaching, meaning the teaching that is coming from the pulpit is the word of God and he's explaining the word of God so that you can understand it. Then you know that it's not just some dude's opinion and somebody that's telling you what they think that God's telling you. He's explaining to you what God is telling you because that's God's way of communicating to us. Verse among, by verse. Among many, many other things. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I guess while we're on that topic, um, my favorite translation, Holman Christian Standard Version. Happens to be Taylor's favorite too. Yeah, um, CSB. Yeah, CSB or HCSB. Same translators, very, very similar. Um, it flows. And so you, and, and so you get that like conversational um, kind of experience when you're reading the Bible so that you can understand it. And whenever they go too far away from the, the actual hard word for word translation, like King James and even New King James is kind of hard for me to read. It's great for studying, but to, but to be able to read and to like teach to my family, read to my kids and stuff, um, CSB, HCSB, those are, those are kind of our favorites. Yeah. So we did a lot of research before we moved because we were rooted in a really great church back in Washington that broke our hearts to leave. <laughs> and well, and we actually didn't leave, which is the, which is the cool yeah. thing. We're still part of the virtual Bible studies. And yeah. We, we, st we still text everybody. But we uh, made some incredible relations, life-changing relationships in that church. Mm -hmm. And so when we moved, obvious or before we, even before we moved, the first thing we did is research basically every church in Billings mm -hmm. to find the one that we wanted to go to. And we did a lot of research for us and we settled on elevation church Billings. Yep. And it's answered prayer. So many ways. Yeah. So many ways. Just Check, checks all these boxes and then some, <laughs> yeah, the number, and I think the number one thing being for both of us is just the fact that it has such an incredible ch uh, children's, um, what is that called? Children's program. Yeah. Children's program. And they, you know, are very supportive in that way. So we're very blessed to have a, a church family, that a new church family here in Montana. Way to go finding that one on Google. That was all oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, we'll no. Hang, hang oh. on a couple, couple more things on that. So a vibrant community, that's what you want to find in a, yeah. in a, in a, in a church too. And, uh, and, and, the, and the word church. Vibrant growing. Vibrant growing uh, community, absolutely. So the word church doesn't refer to a building. It doesn't even refer to a specific type of uh Jesus worshipers, if you want to call us that, <laughs> um, it refers to the body of Christ, those that have chosen to accept the gift that he's given us, which was his death on the cross. So that keeps us rooted in our, in our marriage. Otherwise it's like, okay, let's just read a zillion marriage books, which we have, we've taught a lot of them. Um, and, and they're all great, but they all have mistakes because they're all opinions and they're all, other, and they're all their people's experiences. Just like parenting books. <laughs> There's one book that always holds true. It's always proven right. It's never proven wrong. There's no contradictions in it. If it looks like there's a contradiction, it's usually because of the, it's because of a language barrier between Hebrew and English, which are completely different languages. Um, but the more that we keep coming back to the word of God, um, and for, for answers to our marriage, 
that keeps us on track in all areas. Yep. We can't, we can't ever go wrong with it. No. Yep. Again, Elevation Church Billings, wonderful place. Yep. yep. Such a big answer to prayer. Okay. Number 10, James and Everly, our kids, uh, behave best when mom and dad treat each other with mutual love and respect. Mm -hmm. Um, We always strive to show each other as much affection, to date each other, to show our kids what we know is a godly, fruitful marriage. We don't always succeed at that, but that's just life. And it gets really easy to fall into the trap of going, oh my gosh, well, our kids are so young that they don't really know what we're saying and we can argue in front of them. Um, Be passive aggressive. (laughs) Right. Kids aren't stupid. They pick up on all that stuff. They understand words way better than you think they do. And they understand nonverbal cues even better than that. Yeah. And so what they see is what they're going to model. And there's it and, 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 and there's I mean, even just thinking about it in terms of vibes and um, and and moods, if Taylor and I have a vibe that isn't healthy, that carries over to the kids and even more so the dog. I mean, mm-hmm. Zion's just kind of like annoyed and, 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 just, and just looks miserable if you and I are are are, are irritated with each other yeah but if you and i are laughing and having fun and being encouraging and loving like giving each other a little pat on the butt here and there and stuff like that kissing each other like where they can see us that makes everybody's moods better coming from a family whose parents are divorced you know i always looked to make sure for me those were healthy or signs that mom and dad were doing okay and so I have to revert back to that sometime to be like, sometimes be like, okay, what do I need to be doing outwardly to show our kids that mom, hey, mom and dad are okay. You don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. Because my parents went through their first separation when I was pretty young and it pretty, pretty much traumatized the heck out of me. So. <laughs> that was kind of right before I came into the picture. Huh? It was, yeah, a few years before. So anyways, that is it. And now both of your parents are happily remarried. Yep. And they actually and they actually do that quite a bit, which is really cool to see. Like like your like your mom and Pat. They, they remarry quite a bit. No, they. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying they love each other. Yes. And, yeah. and, they, and they do and they do everything that we were, that we were just talking about. Yeah. That one. And, and so and so and so does your dad. Yeah. So it's certainly not going to be our story because this is our you know one and only marriage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we obviously don't say all this to think that make you guys think that we're marriage experts but we've learned a thing or two in 10 years and i think it takes a lot to be committed for 10 years like we've had lots of ups but we've also had a lot of downs Mm -hmm. we've had a lot of hard times and i'm proud of us for being here make sure you tune in with us next week we're going to go over 10 different sex positions okay Oh my gosh. All right. That's it. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. If you found this helpful, please pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Our store review of the week is from Dr. Alex Epic from Los Angeles, California. He says, I love my school bells leather. I love my school bells leather weight belt. Comfortable fit. Killed the design. Way to go as Threadix and Colton Tay. Thanks for buying it, bro. We appreciate the support. Oh, yeah. And we still have a few left in stock. So if you haven't got one, check out superpotentlife.com. All right. Our Apple podcast review of the week is from Tyler Cooper. Love what you're doing. Listening to your podcast keeps me focused. Just trying to stay focused and on the right path. Keep the content coming. Thanks, Thanks, Tyler. Yeah. Thanks so much. That meant the world to us. Your ratings and reviews got us to where we're at. If you're not subscribed, please do so so that we can continue to grow the channel and share the knowledge.
one more thing on the reviews too is if you're on apple podcasts or on spotify i don't know how it works with all the other podcatchers but uh on on these two you just scroll all the way to the bottom of the episode and on spotify it says q a you can click right there and then you can leave a review um and basically the same thing on apple awesome one last thing, if you haven't heard about Colt and Mark's new podcast with Jonathan Griffiths, it's called Carnivore Coaches Corner. They collaborate weekly to discuss listener questions, frequently asked questions at their one-on-one consultations, trending topics related to the carnivore diet and hypertrophy training. And if you're a fan of low-carb lifestyle or just getting into it, you can find them by searching Carnivore Coaches Corner on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Anchor, and Overcast. Thanks so much, everybody. God bless. And we're going to catch you on episode 176. Absolutely. Oh, wait. Hey, babe, we forgot something really, really important. We can't, we can't leave them with that. This is our battle cry yep. at supersetyourlife.com. All right. First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Do you not know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with better price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks, guys. Catch you on episode 176.